All right, is it recording? Welcome to Left and Leftist, the show which takes a no-holds-barred skeptical look at politics. When the right is wrong, you can turn to left and leftist. This is episode six, and I am Coulter. And with my two co-hosts, we have on the left, Caleb. Kanye! You should have called me, Kanye. Should have called him. Should have called you. <laughs> he could have sold you, Kanye. <laughs> I think I think he would have he, he would have had a fighting chance at that point. Caleb's <laughs> a really good campaign manager, and our resident leftist and the greatest political fantasy football player of all time. We have Sheldon. I am the leftist. It's no fantasy, but well, okay, fair enough. Anyone want a pitchfork? Anyone? <laughs> I want to. Sure you do. Let's let's. Yeah, right on. Let's uh, let's all go out and scare the oligarchs. Oh, so let's threaten their property with our pitchforks. Walk uh, down their promenades. Oh, you know, back when pitchforks were actual weapons. And we're gonna jump right into this week's news and more. But first, we're gonna move right into the leftist greed. Thanks for the intro, Coulter. Hey, the past couple of weeks, I issued criticisms of the legislative and executive branches, right, of the federal government. So to complete the cycle, it's on to the judiciary, the most boring of the three branches of government, unless you're into law and stuff, which, well, I kind of am. Look, just I'm going to stick a pin really quick in last week's commentary. The person who presently occupies the White House, you know, the oval orangutan, He's just about what this country deserves. The power invested in that office is obscene, and it has grown unchecked since the abdication of King Richard the Millhouse. So it is fitting to me that the most obscene individual imaginable should be president. It's an apt reflection of this country's culture. Now, one mechanism by which that obscenity should be checked, the one that checked Nixon, is the federal judiciary embodied in large part by the Supreme Court, which is purportedly like Lady Liberty's gold standard or something in this country. Look, I want to focus this tirade on the most visible mechanism by which the federal judiciary impacts our lives. It's called judicial review. This isn't your eighth grade civics class. Not that such a thing really exists any longer. So let's not get into the establishment of judicial review and its history. I'll break it down like this. See, once a suit is filed challenging whatever body passes a piece of legislation or ordinance that is being challenged in that suit, the judiciary can find said ordinance to be a violation of the Constitution and strike it. So a primary task of the judiciary is to prevent government from violating the rights of citizens. That sounds good, doesn't it? I'm, I, I'm, I'm all on board with that. But not if the property supremacist or the Christian supremacist right wing shits all over it. And that has been pretty much the entire fucking history of judicial review in this nation, beginning with such gems as Dred Scott versus Sanford, you know, that bastion of good jurisprudence by which it was determined that a an escaped slave must be forcibly returned to its master by whatever jurisdiction happens to find the slave, and it has to be referred to as it, because, of course, that's property. So it, beginning with that... 
The courts, including our supreme girl, have sided with whatever prevailing conservative dogma guides the worst instincts and institutions that the public has on offer. I point you now to that. Uh, I point you now to how that history is playing out at this very moment. There were a pair of mwah, chef's kiss, brilliant decisions which emanated from our supreme girl during its most recent session. One permitting, despite ordinance passed in several localities. Duke Energy to build a massive natural gas pipeline to cut through Appalachia in one stretch directly across the Appalachian Trail itself, and one upholding an administration rule that an employer with deeply held convictions need not offer a health insurance plan which includes access to birth control to its employees. I have some deeply held convictions that any employer making such a refusal can self-fornicate to death. And I really think that's the only reason that I'm not presently on the federal bench, that deeply held conviction of mine. Now, both of these decisions harken back to a truly batshit president under whose yoke the nation has been harnessed ever since. Corporate personhood. In the year 1882, a guy named Roscoe Conkling argued before the Supreme Court in some case or another on behalf of some corporation or another whose property was being denied by some noxious public ordinance or some other. And the court offhandedly equated in actual oral argument that a corporation is a person. That In oral argument, one of the justices equated a corporation with a person. And a couple of things on this. Roscoe had been a U.S. senator who helped draft the 14th Amendment. He immediately then left the Senate to go do his Gilded Age lawyering, immediately thereafter arguing again and again that the 14th Amendment, which was supposed to guarantee property to freed Southern slaves, actually meant that no government could unduly deny corporate property. And this happened dozens and dozens of times as opposed to just a handful of times in which an actual freed slave about whom the 14th Amendment was actually supposed to have been drafted sued the Supreme Court, sued and argued before the Supreme Court. So look, this is what it means. This is how it relates to these two cases. Duke Energy cannot be denied its ability to build that pipeline, no matter who in the public objects, be they uh, an individual person, be they a landholder adjacent, it's, you get the idea. Duke Energy can't be denied its right to its property. And also, any, de any deeply held conviction by any corporation trumps, absolutely trumps, the desire of its employee to have access to reproductive care. Okay, look, there's a more recent trend also, religious liberty. And it reared its ugly head most recently in, well, before this, most famously before this, in the uh, Hobby Lobby case, in which Hobby Lobby insisted that they would not have, you know, they didn't have to, they didn't have to employ gay people, and they didn't have to pay for contraception. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. This idea that a religious institution, in practicing its deeply held convictions, can in fact violate the constitutional rights of individuals. And that's, you know, that comes together in uh, this idea that this administration rule that an employer can deny access to birth control, it, they're, they're meeting right there, corporate personhood and religious liberty. So what the judiciary is increasingly doing is every bit as outrageous as the Dred Scott v. Sanford decision. It's increasingly indicating to the public that we are at the mercy of private tyranny and we are at the mercy of theocracy. Self-governance be damned. 
We can pass local ordinances and laws which hold corporations to account and deny them the right to tear up our environment and deny them even their charters should they violate those laws. And the Supreme Court consistently tells us that we're not allowed to do so. As they interpret the Constitution, the Supreme Court has domain over us, as do religious institutions increasingly. So let me cut it all back for you this way. I don't give a shit what the federal judiciary does any longer. My, my observation is that it is, it, it, as I said before, it is nothing. It is nothing but a mechanism that sides with whatever prevailing conservative dogma guides the worst instincts and, and institutions that the public has on offer. And until we can do something to check it, to rein it back in, to maybe we pack the federal judiciary, maybe we increase the number of appellate courts, and then, of course, we pack the Supreme Court. However, we do, or we just say, look, no one files suit anymore. No one files suit anymore. No one answers these suits anymore. Let the judiciary try and bring the full weight of the federal government down upon us because all they are doing is yoking us to private tyranny and theocracy. And I, for one, I've had enough. I don't give a damn what the judiciary does because it's a broken institution. And that's the bottom line because the left has said so. All right, boys, let's jump into this week's headlines. But before we do and we get into an actual headline item, I do want to talk about one thing. Do we want to give a moment of silence or do we just want to laugh about the campaign that never was? Because he ain't no gold digger and he's not an insurgent candidate. Mr. Kanye West, he had quite a week. Oh, wait. That was Here Come the Bride, not Taps. God damn it. Someone, someone, someone do Taps really quick, please. Uh, apparently, apparently, he did file to get on the ballot in OK in, in Oklahoma. That cost $35,000, which is a pretty cheap price for the kind of publicity that he's going to get. Like a blurb on every news program across the nation a bunch of blurbs in every comedy program. It's and the nightly comedy programs are going to hit it up. That's pretty good publicity. Yeah, but like let's talk about Oklahoma. Like th- why? That that that's a state that's obviously going to go for Trump. Maybe and so- that was the cheapest. He's just doing it for publicity. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Poor Oklahoma. I know. Well, well, you know what's funny is how how many people in Oklahoma are going to be like, oh, yeah, Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. <Oklahoma. laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck, yeah. We can get stronger with Kanye. Yeah. If, if he magically splits the vote with Trump in oh, Oklahoma. It would, be, God, it would be amazing. Would be the greatest publicity stunt of all time. Still call me Kanye. I will go was, to Oklahoma. Was, wasn't Sasha Baron Cohen uh, filming in Oklahoma the night that he did that thing at the end of uh, at the end of his uh, film Bruno, he 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 actually ran like an MMA promotion for a few months, established it, wasn't it in Oklahoma? Maybe it, it mean, was like, maybe that's what Kanye Dave. saw. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was Kanye like, saw. He's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll give him straight Dave. I'll give him straight Dave. I don't know if anybody's listening to the show from Oklahoma, and if you are, please don't take offense, but that is a complete shithole and a place I never really want to go. Oh, man. Uh, Kanye, I will go to Oklahoma for you, Kanye. 
We can take that state. <laughs> what is happening in Oklahoma that's worth anything? I, I'm pretty... Nope, that was Kansas. I was going to say... I, think that, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... I'm pretty oh, sure the no. flying spaghetti monster we're came just out taking, of Oklahoma. But we're just taking the whole this whole time to just shit on Oklahoma. We're so mean. Uh, we're, we're, we're not dicks. mean. I, I mean, we're doing Oklahoma justice because so, this is the most attention it's had ever. So I guess <laughs> I I guess Kanye must have had ground game. You you said that you mentioned that number thirty five grand to get on the ballot. Did he actually go forward with it, or did he just have the money set aside? Because what, what you need uh, to do is I get the read, signatures. You don't I just read, pay. I read the guy that the guy that was running his campaign and was trying yeah, to get yeah. him on the ballot okay. in Florida and they didn't work in Florida told oh, some okay. interviewer that well he did get he did correctly file and pay the Oh, he correctly $1, filed. Yeah. Huh. 35 well i think that i think that 35 thousand well whatever whatever the case is he just started way too late and there were just too many states whose deadlines were coming up soon. I think he might have. I think he might have actually gone for it. We'll if there were, next, we'll see you next round, Kanye. <laughs> next cycle, man. Twenty twenty four, Kanye on the ballot. All right, our first headline this week is quite a unique take on the American political climate right now, and this is from CNN. And this is this Republican senator. This is actually the headline. This Republican senator has a wild idea about what voters will, will care about in November. And I'm not going to like spill the beans. We are going to spill the beans because it's actually about Tom Tillis. And he had this really wacky idea about what is going to be on voters' minds come November. And his quote from the article says this, The stakes are very high this election, but you know why I know we're going to win? Tillis said, in a speech at the North Carolina Republican Virtual Convention on Friday night, because people will remember how good their lives were back in February. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. Y- you know, it's a shit year when the good old days are like February. Hey, <laughs> I got to say, February did not suck for me, man. I was in, no. I was in Las Vegas. No, look, I was in Las Vegas for a week. I was hanging out, meeting new people, seeing shows, camp, you know, hit, knocking on doors, watching, watching Sanders handily win the, uh, handily win the Nevada caucuses to 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 sweep them all. I mean, it, things were good for me in February. Oh, so, well, so, so clearly, when I get my ballot in November, I'm, oh you're, shit! You're clearly Bernie Sanders not Trump on the then, ballot. Huh? Wow. <laughs> Bernie Sanders not on the ballot. <laughs> Damn it! I remember how good things were in February. <laughs> it's not going to make me vote for Trump, but <laughs> I'm not going to help him win. If Tillis wants to remind people how fast the wheels fell off the wagon, he can go right ahead. You know, like <laughs> February was like what seven months, seven eight months ago. That's all it takes. Seven, eight months for like a complete and total disaster. I would use it, the word complete meltdown of the American experience. Is that what we would call this right it, now? Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah, I, I hope I, I, like a whole shitload of things have been exposed in the past five months, haven't they? I mean, not that they weren't there. Not that we didn't know that employer mandated, uh, employer driven, if you will, access to health care is absolutely unsustainable. As if we didn't know that uh, systemic racism was rampant throughout every single police force in the country, as if we didn't know. Yeah, as if we and, didn't but, know. That but it's just... As if we didn't but, know that 
actual leadership during a crisis is probably a good thing to have. Look, you can take issue with this statement all you want. All you want. Nobody that has ever occupied the White House would would be able to gloss this over to put the freaking spackle on the drywall. Okay, That big gaping hole is American society. And the pandemic and and police violence. No one in the no one in the White House was going to be able to to, to shine that up with anything but fancy speeches and bullshit. So, dude, I mean, why- but but I'm gonna say I could go for a fancy speech right now, and not that like we're sitting around saying that it's something where we, I, I agree with you, Sheldon. I want real change in this country, and I want real positive change. I agree with you. If the economy goes to shit because of a pandemic and nobody has any jobs, then that means people don't have health care, right? And it's pretty blatant right now how crappy of a system we have, even with the ACA. But the point is, is that it I could have used when things were going to hell in a handbasket a little bit of leadership to just at least kind of rally us and to make us feel good about how shitty our lives are. And all, and all we get right now is like a guy who's selling beans during a pandemic. Right. Uh, Do you you have a push? Do you have a pushback there, Caleb? Because I mean, come on. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with both of you. I I agree. I agree with you that this is, that this is obviously going to shine on, America's asshole and America needs to take a hard look in the mirror and kind of fix itself for, for what it is. But I, I also agree with Coulter. I wouldn't mind a little handholding and snuggling from the fucking president <laughs> saying everything's going to be okay. I mean, can, I don't want to hold hands or snuggle with Hillary. Man. <laughs> you just put that in exactly the wrong way. <laughs> oh fuck. Sorry. Uh, I didn't. Oh man. Look, Ugh. let's let's get back to Tom Tillis. Well, you know, uh, Bill Clinton doesn't want to ha- hold hands and snuggle either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So gonna... I mean, isn't this in isn't this indicative then? Right. This is where the GOP is hanging its fucking hopes of holding on to the presidency. Right. Like, hey, things were really good before they weren't, and yeah, leadership. Okay. All right. It's it's a strong argument. My my only feedback to that exact argument is I'm surprised it took this long for us to have this big of a tragedy. Our current leadership is so inept and so ridiculous. I'm surprised it took all the way until the third year or fourth year of his presidency to have an actual real crisis that is on this big of a scale. I mean, it's it's been a shit show from the beginning. Caleb, but what like ca- at this level what kind of guy is this tillis anyway i mean like so i i I have my own ideas but do we have like any we do we do have a clip of tillis (laughs) it's important it's important that we that we shine some light on tillis this is definitely a uh senate seat that is up for grabs this next election cycle our first clip is an interesting one where he has an opinion about the quote-unquote traditional north carolina population uh, why don't we why don't we just play that clip and see who he thinks the traditional population is? The traditional population in North Carolina and in the in the in the United States is more or less stable. It's not growing. The African American population is roughly <laughs> growing, but the Hispanic population and the other immigrant populations are growing uh, in significant numbers. Oh, right. yeah, just, mm. just another eugenist. Yeah, I mean, hey, 
the the Democratic Party wants a bunch of Hispanic babies to grow up and vote for him. And you see it happen. Yeah, yeah. Just the eugenist approach to partisan politics. Cool. He's a neat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real neat guy. Eugenicist, not eugenist. I did not mean that Eugene Belcher is <laughs> like is like responsible for 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 race politics or whatever. In Eugene here, Eugene Debs. It definitely wasn't him either. Eugenicist. We, we, Eugen, we also not eugenist. <laughs> we've also got another clip here that's uh, pretty indicative of uh, Tom Tillis and what he really believes. I'm going to play this one too. What we have to do is find a way to divide and conquer the people who are on assistance. And we need to get those folks to look down at these people who choose to get into a condition that makes them dependent on the government and say at some point, you're on your own. We may end up taking care of those babies, but we're not going to take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he just says it right there. We ain't going to take care of you. Oh, good person. Good person. Well, you really all, give it back also, to the community. And this is him talking about drug testing poor people for being yeah, poor. He, he's specific <laughs> he's saying he's saying the quiet part out loud as as everyone in the GOP is so happy to do anymore, right? The idea is to take poor people who have some sense of pride in their country and won't leech off of it and get them split against the people who are happy to leech off of it. And what is the line of demarcation there? It's race. It's ethnicity. And that's precisely what he's saying. Right. So like the the poor Brown people, let's get these poor white people to bash on poor Brown people. Oh, that's, and it works. Yeah, it works. So, but he's just saying it out loud. I mean, yeah, he likes to say out loud what the GOP used to not say out loud, but, you know, since 2016, pretty much just says out loud anymore, generally. To be fair, the, he, he's been saying that shit since 2011. Both those quotes were oh, yeah. 2011. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have the best words. What What are you talking about, Colter? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> oh, I anyway, know the best. <laughs> we're, okay. we're, real, we're really hoping to take that seat away. We're really hoping to In take that seat away. In 22, that's, yeah. that's the year. We ditched this story last week. Who wants to talk about... Who wants to talk about Russian bounties in Afghanistan? Uh, Does anyone want to? I would like like to discuss Russian bounties in Afghanistan. Give us a quick rundown because I want to talk about what happens because of Russian bounties in Afghanistan. The one army or intelligence official who's actually been on the record talking about it, he said that that intelligent, his name is Frank McKenzie. He's at at CENTCOM, which is the, the, the large military in the large military command for the Middle East, Eastern Africa, and Southeast Asia. It's huge. CENTCOM is huge. Frank McKenzie, he's the commanding general. He said, I quote, the intelligence wasn't proved to me. It was proved enough to worry me. It wasn't proved enough that I'd take it to a court of law. Some caveat that is, as if we're talking about jurisprudence here. But anyway, that's often true in battlefield intelligence. In any event, the one person on record who's seen the intelligence says, ah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. It's not proven. It's not proven. That they, so, so, but the background of the story, of course, is that the, the, the story goes something like this. Some intelligence briefing was leaked in part to 
I don't know who the first source. Does anyone remember who the first source was? It was either the Post it was or the, the Times, Times, right? It was the Times. It was the Times. Yeah. It was definitely the Times. And then they just run with it. And then we've got days full of, we got days full of like, what does this mean? You know, well, anyway. That, that headline is kind of the cause. And the effect is a following development that happens, what, a week later, maybe six days later. The House Armed Services Committee votes overwhelmingly in favor of an amendment jointly sponsored by Democratic Congressman Jason Crow of Colorado and Republican Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. <laughs> so happy to see you, Liz. I'm glad to say your last name. But, but you. every time she comes up, it's got to be like that, like the by men <laughs> in line. Liz Cheney. <laughs> Anyway, it prohibits the expenditure of monies to reduce the number of U.S. troops deployed in Afghanistan below 8,000 without a series of conditions being met. It also says the same thing about the troops in Germany. We've always had a large force in Germany. And yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm, – I'm interested on the leftist take on that. Like what, what, do, you, what do you take here? They're basically cutting Trump's hands – for his troop withdrawal. So mm-hmm. so do, do you do you prefer Trump's troop withdrawal or would you rather let slip the dogs of war in a perpetual war that never ends that keeps getting brought up against Russia? Well, let me say this. Look, the, the enti- you already know where I'm you already know kind of where I'm going with this, but let me try and spell it out in this way. So the entire establishment media fell all over itself to push this story. You know, the Russia offers bounties to the Taliban and that spoke that sparked what I call uh, phony outrage. So one foreign power is encouraging aggression in Afghanistan towards another foreign power, which has a military presence there. Has anyone ever heard of such an outrageous thing? Has well, yeah. this ever <laughs> this is unprecedented, is it not? Didn't, didn't we do that in Afghanistan in the 80s? I mean, to the <laughs> I think so. In fact, I think Osama bin Laden was part of that. I think I think we gave Osama bin Laden and his friends rocket-propelled grenades to shoot Soviet aircraft out of the fucking sky. I, I think I so. This. Like, but with any other person in the White House, we'd all say, "Well, no shit, Russia's gonna Russia." But the current, the real outrage was that our current president is trying to get Russia into the G7 summit yeah. at the same time as his intelligence community supposedly saying that Russia's bribing the Taliban to kill our own soldiers. That that was where that was where the real outcry came out, and and that's what caused this bipartisan amendment to right. And well, kind of yeah. It, I I but, think that there there's more stemming here. This bipartisan amendment didn't come directly because of this intelligence. I, I think I don't that, know. I don't know. I, I don't. I actually think that this was probably something that was being played. You have to realize that Congress and people and, and, and war hawks like Liz Cheney, right? Uh-huh. And uh, Jason Crow. And Jason, Jason Crow. Crow. Jason Crow is totally actually you know, the only people who were opposed were Republicans on yep. the House Arms. There were no. There were a couple. There were Democrats. three Democrats. Three yeah. Democrats. But but the point I'm trying to make is these these war hawks have really they've been upset with Trump since he tried to pull all the troops out of Syria, right? You know. Well, we didn't we, have troops in Syria, but we had a we had a couple thousand troops in Syria, not not a lot, but we did. Oh, have, in the by not not in theater, not in theater, but they okay, were I in Syria. I, I know was, what you're saying. Okay, yeah, and he was pulling, saying. and when he pulled them out suddenly with no telling, without telling anyone. 
the idea was that they felt that they wanted to have a word because he doesn't know what he's doing or something like that, right? Yeah. But the point but the point I'm trying to make is is that I think that the Warhawks in Congress have been sitting around thinking of a, a reason or a way that they could tie Trump's hands because they don't agree with his foreign policy. I think his foreign policy in general is erratic and weird and just makes no sense, but that's how his entire presidency is. So th- why, why would it be <laughs> yeah. any different? Well, right? I don't so, know. I, I, I don't know. To me, you know, I mean, you spoke to the larger picture just now, right? Yep. So it's to, to me, as it relates to this Afghan ban- bounty story, it immediately, the minute it popped up and, and there was so much lib outrage about it, it immediately reminded me of Judy Miller writing a piece for the New York Times in which she claimed to have intelligence that the Hussein regime was looking to acquire aluminum tubes, which were necessary to build nuclear centrifuge. And then Dick Cheney pops on some Dick waste of Cheney. a Sunday morning or another. Dick Cheney. <laughs> There's a bit of a connection here. So, so right. So Dick Cheney appears on Face the Nation or some other such waste of freaking airtime on a Sunday morning. It's one of those bullshit stories. He's like, I, I, you know, since it's been, it's, it's classified stuff, but since it's, since it's been in the New York Times, I don't mind telling you about these aluminum tubes and it's really scary. Yeah, abs- so absolutely. It's absolutely. exactly the same thing because it that rings- entire hearing it rings so so close to that because not only with what with both Cheney's with both, Cheney <laughs> yeah <laughs> with both Cheney's in both stories but they both did the same thing I I don't think that this uh, news story which may or may not be real or may or may not have consequences was the reason that it happened the real reason that it happened is that it was any news story at all that to bolster the argument that the, that the NDAA that the Warhawks could just jump in and be like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Look, look, we can never stop going to war. And all of that is because every, you know, like every state has some kind of military base and, and some kind of outfit. And there's a, a whole lot of jobs and a whole lot of money that goes into this. Yeah. We have a giant military industrial complex. Yeah, yeah. That's, this is exactly what's going on. And, and it, it has needs, to be, re- it, it has to be repurposed and it has Absolutely. to be fed money constantly. Well, no, but it has to be repurposed. We need to, we need to, we need to pound that. We need to pound that fucking war machine into a plowshare. It's time to. It you know it's way past time. It's way past time. Oh, I so totally this, agree. But the point I'm trying to say is that the Warhawks need they they need to constantly feed that beast. It's, and this is and this is the thing that happens, right? Yep. So Judy Miller lies about aluminum tubes. She gets false. She gets faulty intelligence from a shitty source. It ends up in the New York Times. And next thing you know, it's used as a it's used as the primary weapon against those people who are opposed to war. And that's just what happened in that congr- in that armed services committee hearing over the NDAA. Agreed that they 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 floated that amendment in there. And who's going to vote against the NDAA now? Yeah, nobody. They never do. I mean, right. so what? So Ro Khanna will vote against it, and 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 Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and Rashida Tlaib they'll vote against it. But and then you get to the Senate, and who is going to vote against it? Rand Paul. Bernie Sanders, maybe Mike Lee, you know. Maybe Ted Cruz, maybe. Ted, no, no, not the NDAA. Ah, you're probably right. I don't, I don't see Mike Lee voting against it either. We've got an Air Force base here, man. That's not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. 
I mean, he's done such a thing before, but gotta but hate that guy. <laughs> God, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's such a douche. But yeah. I mean, we have no we have no choice. So like so like you were saying, yeah. Let's you know what? Let's move. Uh, let's can, move on. We can to, spend a lot of time. Let's we can go spend a to, ton of time go. here. I want to. I want to move on to a bit of a lighter subject. Well, I guess kind of. Let's go with a bit more of a, a crazy subject. <laughs> okay. So you've been her, wanting to run a story. Oh man, I've been trying for weeks. I've been trying Dina for weeks. Lorraine. To get, oh man, I've been trying for weeks Deanna, to get Deanna, Deanna Lorraine. I, I've been trying for Deanna weeks Lorraine. to get her on the show, and and finally this week. She took a train to Crazy Town this week, and in her live stream, the failed California congressional candidate and QAnon conspiracy theorist says that Hillary Clinton is coming for your babies. Hillary Clinton says, you're allowed only a kid or a job in the pandemic era. Um, that was trending on July 2nd, and then there, there was a big story about it. In the New York Times, of course, masks, social distancing, canceling of group activities, uh, quarantining and removing family members from their family units due to contact tracing and COVID. You guys know what this is all about. And now, of course, they're saying that we're only allowed one kid or a, ch a child. You know, too, if Hillary Clinton <laughs> is sponsoring it, then it's about population control or child trafficking. One or the other. You know, she's coming in for the babies. She's always obsessed, too, with making child hair care more accessible, accessible child care. What is it really about? Accessible child care? It sounds to me like accessible child trafficking. <laughs> take your child because it's more accessible for her and the elites that know that. Oh, oh, I love her. <laughs> hey, hey! I know we, I know we want to talk about this a lot, but and hey, we're gonna have fun with this. But this is not fucking funny, okay? <laughs> the thing that she's talking about is an op-ed written by someone named Deb Perlman. I don't have any idea who Deb Perlman is. She's she's in she's she's in the New York Times on well a couple weeks ago, and it was and 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 her op-ed was titled, In the COVID-19 Economy, You Can Have a Kid or a Job. You Can't Have Both. And what Deb is talking about, what she is talking about, is that she cannot manage homeschooling her child and going to work. I know. And trust are me, you, I've been doing sure? it. It sucks. It's sure hard. She, are you sure she's not talking about Hillary Clinton coming for babies? I've, oh, I'm not so sure. Let me read between the lines here really quick. I really like reading the New York Times op-ed section. Let me spend 20 minutes trying to read between these lines. Because, of course, we know that Lorraine did exactly that. No, no. She looked at the freaking... She, she, she's scrolling through her goddamn phone. She, she opens up New York Times to hate read for a second. She sees the header in the COVID-19 economy. You can have a kid at her job. You can't have both. Why no Hillary wrote that? <laughs> I think, uh, all I, think, I all I gotta say is I can now see why her family doesn't want her at, her, at their barbecue. Uh, you guys didn't get this story. <laughs> this was one yeah, that got cut. But her family didn't want her to go to her barbecue because they were like, "You're not coming to our barbecue because you're a racist." <laughs> what? And she was all upset on her live stream, going on and on and on. But the funny part is that she's, this, you know, she kind of looks like a she's a she's like stupid Bristol Palin. I mean, that's that's what she is. I would I hate to say this, but you know, she she's like the wannabe female Alex Jones, except for I think Alex Jones is actually better at this. He at least 
is a little bit better at spreading complete bullshit lies, even though everything he says is completely is actually this crazy. But hers just sounds like it, it's it's like it. You can see through it so easily. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? If, oh yeah. Yes. And if only we know. If only someone could verify. If only we had an inside source, someone close to Hillary Clinton, who could say, "Oh, I, who could back I, up? Who could back up Lorraine's take on this?" Well, good evening, gentlemen. It's good to be back on the show. <laughs> look, look, Deanna thinks I'm coming after her babies, and I really just want to show her how to make one. <laughs> yes sir poor crazy conspiracy people are never going away the problem is they they only got one oar in the water you know they just keep coming back around <laughs> that's why this mental well-being should be a part of any serious healthcare system in america hillary tried to get it done barack got some of it done but I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can wash off that crazy. In the south, <laughs> in the south, we say God don't like ugly. But I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if God likes crazy neither. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for the insights. Thanks for the insight. I thought you would talk about Hillary, but evidently you saw a pretty woman and no, I'm still just I'm still, wanted uh, to singing the glory glory hallelujah. <laughs> Well, how you. dare you how dare you join those two stories? Well, Goodbye. thank you for stopping by, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> former <laughs> President Clinton. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love Slick Willie. He doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> Every time that guy comes on, he says something like odd. <laughs> really, really sexist. <laughs> Only a little bit. First thing he says is, "I want to show her how to make a baby." Good man. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! We, 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 I, I've, got, we've got something we got to talk about. There was, there was actually a, a primary. I, what state was that primary in? This oh, week? speaking of the South. Speaking, speaking of, of the, the South, South. Let's talk about Alabama. Can oh. we not? Oh, talk you about know, we, we, you know, there was a primary, and somebody. His very and somebody friend of the program, friend of the program, friend of the near program, and, and near and dear to our hearts, near and dear to our hearts is his lost his, politi- his, his yeah. political career is now essentially over, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know. It's Alabama. He could end up becoming the Supreme Court judge, but uh. no, he okay. Hold on, <laughs> oh, don't whoa. bring that shit up because That's this goes up. back. This goes back to some shit, man. He was a point. This this person was this person was nominated to the federal bench by Ronald Reagan, and Coretta Scott King showed up in front of the United States Senate saying, "If you do this, motherfuckers, we gonna riot." And and they said, "All right, sorry. Whoops. No, we will not sorry. confirm. We will not confirm Jeff Sessions to the federal bench." Our friend Caleb. He, Caleb, he wrote he wrote he wrote a, really, he wrote a you, little piece this week and I, I'm gonna play it for us. It, I, it's I it's amazing. To. Can we just take a moment here and give a fond farewell to an old bastard who was tragically mauled by the stray dog he brought in out of the cold? Once a renowned racist in his own right, Jeff Sessions will go down as 
nothing more than a lifeless, bloody puppet that was left for dead in the wake of the incredible shitstorm that has been these past four years. He will not be alone, but surrounded by his half-witted, never-should-have-been colleagues <laughs> afloat in a murky, hack-infested swamp. Fuck off, Jeff Sessions. Fuck off! <laughs> Look here, Hoss. You should have fucked off long ago. <laughs> Found farewell. Oh, oh it's so good. It's we're so good. We're going to miss you, buddy. We're going to miss you. <laughs> so the reason we're talking about this, obviously, is that on Tuesday, Alabama had its primary elections and it you know, run off between Tommy Tuberville and former Senator and former Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Now, uh... Tuberville won. Does anyone got something to say about Tommy Tuberville? Tuberville Tuberville was heavily backed by Trump. Uh, My real real question here is, is it possible for the most hated coach in half of Alabama's greatest college football rivalry to get, like, to win a statewide election? How many people with a roll tide on their bumper are really going to vote Tuberville, Tuberville, whatever his name is? He beat him six years in a row. No No one has beat the tide six years in a row. Before or since, there's no way half the states can not vote for him out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. The the person who is in that seat right now, Doug Jones, for who he's in real trouble. Behalf, on on whose behalf the DNC poured like something ridiculous. After so, Jeff Sessions is appointed Attorney General. He's still got those uh, three plus years left on his term, right? So we have to have special election. The Democratic Party pours about $24 million in behind Doug Jones, who, by the way, was Holy the shit. last Was it that person. much? Was it $24 oh, million? Oh, yeah. It was a shitload. It was load. a ton of money. Shitload of money. Lord. Which was a bad idea. Really bad idea. Because the last thing you want to do in Alabama is have a bunch of uh, is is have a whole bunch of money behind the message the Democrats tell you to vote for this guy. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do. That Doug is Jones, so much money. Wow. Yeah. The Doug Jones was the last guy, by the way. To successfully put a Klansman in jail, he was a, he was the last person to do that. So I mean, he's got he's got a decent resume, and the guy he was running against uh, wanted the Ten Commandments looking down upon him from the uh, Supreme the Alabama oh, Supreme Court steps while he asshole. while he propositions a fifteen year old girl that he met at the mall in the afternoon. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. so I mean, the, what was that, that guy's name? That Doug guy. Jones nearly lost. The guy's the two, name? Yeah, well, who the the crazy guy that he ran against? God, he was batshit crazy. I, ha- you know, he had been. But on he my had radar been. He had for... been. He had been accused of like several women from when they were very young, and he's a pedo. He's a straight yeah. up pedo. Yeah. I well, credibly, credibly accused pedo. He beat Roy. Accused. It was Roy Moore, guys. Roy yeah, Moore. Roy, Roy Moore fucking Moore. Roy Moore. Which is why I said Jeff million Sessions is going to end up being Roy... on the Supreme Court of the it's... Alabama Supreme oh, no. Court. Oh, the Alabama take... Supreme Court. Yeah, because, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a lost puppy, and they need to, they need to give him Roy Moore's spot. I, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, Roy Moore was ousted. He was ousted. Uh, I, I, he, I get he it. Was, I mean, like, well, what I mean was, like, he was disbarred. Oh, I know. He couldn't sit on the. He couldn't sit on the Supreme Court. Okay, I'm just saying it hasn't been Roy Moore's seat for a long time. I know it was just a joke. Okay. But but yeah. the point is, is okay. That, good joke. Good yeah, joke. Yeah. Sorry. And and Roy Moore tried to run for the seat again. Thank God was. Yeah, he was in this primary. He yeah. was in the primary again. He, he. It's almost like 
Roy Moore cannot get a hint. Doesn't get a hint <laughs> ever. Like it, it would be like talking to a brick wall. Roy, you lost to a Democrat, the only Democrat that has taken this seat in decades. Yeah, you should just I'm, walk away. I'm surprised. I'm gonna get, fight again. <laughs> but if it takes yeah. 24 million dollars to beat Roy Moore, we're kind of screwed against Tuberville. Man, it, hey, I think if the Democratic Party stays stays away and Doug Jones quits being such a Republican himself, it does all, something. All does something need, to stand out. All we need is Nick Saban to stand up and be like, "Fuck that guy. He coached for Auburn." And like, game <laughs> yeah, over. but Saban and Saban and Saban and Tuberville only met once, and Saberville and Saban won. So, just. We looked into this before the show started. It was, the, <laughs> it was the stupidest thing I've ever searched for in my life. Coaching careers of Tommy Tuberville and Nick Saban. <laughs> well, but, Jeff Sessions, fuck bye off. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, guess what time it is, guys? What time is it? It's yeah. time for George Zimmerman's Playhouse. <laughs> Woohoo! This week, we have yet another case of armed white privilege pushing back at protesters. You remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about that. We talked about the couple from just uh, the McCluskey, St. Louis, St. Louis, the McCluskeys, the McCluskeys in St. Louis. They're, a couple weeks they, before that, we talked about the, the, was it the guy in Colorado that had Antifa on his doorstep? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. The guy chasing Antifa around. So this week we have an outstanding citizen, upstanding citizen, I should say, named Calvin Sellers. Now, Sellers openly told, he's a cop uh, from Arkansas. He's an Arkansas police officer who openly told folks in the precinct that if any of those protesters showed up at my door, I will shoot right through the door and aim for the head. Well... Anyone want to pick up the thread from here? Well, I'll pick up the thread. His uh, another officer was dropping off his car, or actually was coming to his apartment to pick up a police uh, a, a patrol car. They were sw- they were swapping out. Prowlers. Yeah, they were swapping out cars, and he walked up to his apartment and knocked on the door, and actually texted him before he came up to the door. Hey, I'm here, and he didn't get a response. We so went up and knocked on the door. And he shot him through the door and killed him. <laughs> he was having one of those fever sweat dreams. Ah, ah, Black Lives Matters at the door. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, poor tap, bastard. Tap, tap. He, he even said that he looked. He looked through the people. He. I, I, I don't know. To be fair to that guy, it's hard to be fair to. <laughs> well, well, but in the article, it actually the, says he, that he, he looked. He said, "I looked through the peephole, couldn't see a blur, and so I shot." But I then just shot. <laughs> yeah, I just shot, and he actually said that it was an accidental dish. Dis, it was an accidental discharge because he wasn't really trying to shoot through the door. But then they actually did the forensic evidence, and the forensic evidence was the gun was held straight against the door, pressed, and he pulled pressed the against the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Caleb, you pointed this out perfectly. You want to make an excuse for the guy, but you can't. You can't. You, you cannot. Can't. So. Calvin Sellers, nicknamed Nick. What a cool nickname. Calvin Sellers for the crime of being so afraid of people who claim the Black Lives Matter, you're willing to shoot your own cop buddy through your closed door. You may fuck all the way off 
to Zimmerman's Playhouse. Such a fucking asshole. <laughs> hey, air quotes, air quotes, parody, parody, parody. We at Left and Leftist do not actually advocate that anyone be locked in a closed space with George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman is such a fucking prick. Such an asshole. (laughs) What a fucking asshole. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Why are we still talking about that guy? (laughs) You know, he's such an asshole that we talk about him every week. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe we keep finding people that are shooting people or, or, or like detaining people or it, it's just a weird theme of of scared white people and guns yeah so weird it, just, it hasn't it been just, going on for the last it just keeps happening caleb what are we diving into this week, what are we caleb? talking about this week the numbers this week is the number of acres of land preserved by presidents under the american antiquities act and interesting i think i think, I think it's appropriate that we start with the beginning who only goes back to Teddy Roosevelt, but he started it all with 1,511,000 plus acres. I think most of that went to Yosemite and Yellowstone. 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 Great place. Uh, And he he really started the ball. Henry Taft did nothing. Woody Wilson did 800,000 acres, almost 900,000 acres. Harding did nothing. Coolidge did quite a bit. Coolidge did another million two acres. That's Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Hoover was the biggest in the early part of the 20th century by far. Hoover's a fascinating character. We should do a deep dive on him at some point. He was just a really, really interesting guy. But yeah, he did 4.7 million acres. That that was a lot, certainly at the time. More more than anyone else had done. I mean, more than anyone else had done combined, I believe. FDR also did quite a bit at 2 million acres. And then just kind of a see of nothing. Truman, Eisenhower. Uh, Eisenhower actually took away 25,000 acres. JFK obviously didn't do much. He wasn't there very long. Sorry, JFK. LBJ was a dick. Oh, God, I'm just going to leave that a joke alone. Dick, yeah, a, a giant, giant dick. dick. <laughs> LBJ's giant fucking dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, LBJ <laughs> had a huge member. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> And the numbers oh, are depressing today. Good lord, the numbers <laughs> are really bad today. Um, and then we go to Jimmy Carter. One of the best things that he, one of the only things he really did. Jimmy Carter had fifty-six million acres, and I wish wow. I would have looked. That's that like up off the chart. I, yeah, that's that's crazy talk. That's like he must have went, like got through all of Utah and and some of the big. You know, I, I bet he did a bunch in the South. Slick Willie did five million. And Obama did another six million. O- Obama did uh, a really good job. Both those two presidents. You notice how I just glossed right over Reagan, Bush, and Bush. None of those guys did shit. In fact, I believe that all three of them—not all three of them—not Reagan, but both of the Bushes tried to take stuff away. Yeah, um, but George W. Bush, I know, did an ocean preserve. I think that's the little tick that's by his name. The 18,000 acres, that's not much, yep. dude. That's nothing. Yeah. Like, especially when I, you're talking about the ocean. I know that's the one thing he did in the Antiquities Act. Was I believe it was a, a, an oceanic preserve. And then finally we get to our man, the Donnie, 
who has taken away 1.8 million acres from the Antiquities Act. Just taken 1.8 million acres away from the American public. Like, who cares? We don't need beautiful things. What we need is oil and oil and oil. He really stands out on this as taking away the most than any any other president. Oh, yeah, yeah. He stands out as, as... taking away as much as more than Teddy Roosevelt even started. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. it, like Teddy Roosevelt started this idea with one and a half million with 1.5 million acres and Trump has taken away more than that. So imagine if Yosemite and Yellowstone were gone. Thanks Trump. Good job. And for what? For why? For a dying industry that we're not, you know, that we're not going to rely on in the next 20, 30 years? What, what a dick. But he also does, he, a lot of the land that he took away was the stuff that Obama had actually done, right? So Yeah, a lot of it was straight spite. It yeah, was straight spite terribly. against Obama. It was almost all bear's ears in the Grand Bear's ear, which was, the, was, which was the stuff staircase that, escalon, yeah. Yeah, which is all stuff that, well, the Grand Staircase was Bill Clinton, but uh, Barack Obama did Bears Ears right as he was going out the door, and Trump just came right back in and turned it right around. And mm-hmm. I actually think in the end, Trump's not going to get much from it politically because you know the only people he was trying to appease were people in Utah, which, don't get me wrong, he's going to win that vote anyway. It's Utah. But on the other side of it is, is that he didn't win Utah like he won other Republican states. Utah's probably the reddest of red states in the entire country. And you look at that and they didn't like Trump very much. They, I think he lost 25% of the vote to, what was his name, Evan? No, 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 no. If it were 25%, let's not get into it. But if Maybe it, it was 19%. 25%, nah, 14. 14, 14. But still 14% of the vote went to a third party in Utah. Evan McMullen. Evan McMullen. The and, spook. Yeah. Is it the spook? Yeah. Was he Was he the CIA or FBI guy? Yeah, CIA, yeah. former CIA. Oh, just um, straight up spook. And he talked like a spook. And even his, like, fuck Trump statements were just, like, spook talk. Like... This guy will, this guy, we can't have this guy there. There are nuclear codes there, and and the rest of the world won't respect us. You know, it was just spook talk. Well, he didn't lie. He isn't lying. <laughs> when it comes to the rest of the world won't respect us, he didn't lie about that. Yeah, okay, uh, let, let's let's get that back then. To which, like, to which age do you want to transport where that is meaningful? Like, I, we know for a fact that the entire world is turned against Americans. I, well, I know for a personal fact, but you can see. Like, the invasion of Iraq, the occupation of Iraq. So we're like 17 years on from being respected by anybody. I completely so, agree with you. You know, George W. Bush made great... Where do we want to go to? I, I'm just wondering where we want to go to. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is yeah, that okay. when we talk about right. the antiqui- when we're talking about the Antiquities Act, right, 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 right. I'm sorry, point, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. And the point and the point and I, I was trying it. to make about Trump is is that he went to he basically went to Utah, gave all this land back that Obama had taken in the Antiquities Act in the back Bears to ears. the Utahns. And you know what the 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 Mormons in Utah are not going to like give him any more of a boost to his reelection. It was almost like he. Yeah, it, it's not a very what's the word I want to use. It, it he he got nothing for it. 
except for probably and and another president could just come in right after him and reverse it. So it's not like it's anything that's going to really stick. That's the that is one of the problems with the Antiquities Act is that they gave this power to the president, and so any president can reverse what another president does. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think the, the point, key though, to Antiquities like, imagine, Act though is do it early in them, your presidency. There, there's that. Do it early in your presidency so that that people know that that's forget a new state it. park, and and well, they don't forget about it; they fall in love with it. They go yeah. see it, they check it out, and then it can't be taken away. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Antiquities Act. I, like you gentlemen, are from Utah, and the national parks in Utah are amazing, beautiful places and deserve to be protected, and they generate millions and millions of dollars for that state. In and, and actually, they generate more money than fossil fuels ever will in the long run, right, from tourism and people coming to see them. And they just don't see it that way. Can I take issue with one thing you just said? Sure, go right ahead. How dare you call me a gentleman? Oh, well, you're definitely How not. dare you, sir? I, okay, <laughs> gentleman okay. and asshole. Anyway. I'm just telling you that, <laughs> that a national park in the long run of its life actually generates more money for the local community yep. than extracting it for oil and gas. Wow. So where if, are you getting... If you read the fine yeah. print of this, if you read the fine print of this, it says if he had factored all uses of executive authority for the purpose of land preservation. Teddy Roosevelt would have came out on top of this graph with 240 million acres. You're going to have to repeat that. Or at least if, <laughs> if they'd factored in so all uses of executive authority for the purposes of of land preservation, Teddy Roosevelt would have come out on top with 240 million acres. Oh, I see. So I he see. preserved, because while in office, he preserved 240 million acres, but he only used the Antiquity Act for the 1.5 million. I see. But he actually used, he actually just got it passed in Congress, or it must be a, it must be a bill where he had land preserved, right, rather than using the Antiquities Act. Well, the Antiquities Act was basically he he pushed that through congress to give it i mean it's it, it is a presidential power right it's like like you don't have to they don't have to run it by congress or anything a president can just say hey this is now a national park and it just is right like it's like announcing a national holiday it's the same kind of thing but it can have big ramifications for uh local people when they do it but the point is is that it is a presidential power huh Look, I'm sorry about the numbers being so weak this this week. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's weak, man. I don't think it's really? weak. I think it's good to see because, to be honest, this is something I forgot about with Trump, that he actually is such an asshole that he actually got rid of national parks or a national monument. A land. shitload of national a parks. A lot of it, yes. A millions shitload. of acres. Yeah. Yeah. So that it people was- can ride their ATVs and gouge it for oil and gas. I mean, think about that. Next week, I'm going to tease this. Next week, we are going to take a look at the COVID numbers and how they come out after the CDC got stripped of their authentic numbers. Uh, that Basically, Trump came out and said that hospitals are no longer to, revor- to report their COVID numbers to the CDC. Instead, they're going uh-huh. to report it to a private To a new com- division that was just created in HHS. To a, a private company. 
that is that is going to collect the data, quote unquote. No, faster. it's a newly created division of the HHS. The contract, okay, so but, okay. They, they were given right. they were given like four options. Yeah, yeah. One of one of the options. Yeah, I get it. One of the op- you're right. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, anyway, anyway. Either way, I just I'm very interested to see what's going to come of those numbers. Suddenly, are we suddenly going to get battleground states that have better or worse numbers depend, depend, depending on who's... The numbers you know. can be whatever they want them to be. When people close to you are dying, it doesn't matter. People yeah. are still going to be pissed. And that's, but this is a good... That's the fact. This is a good idea, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. are we going to be able to talk about... Are we going to be able to stop talking about uh, the fucking Rona? For, no, no we're not going to be able to stop talking about it. So, yeah, yeah, let's let's see, like, let's see. Let's see what we're, happens. We're let's pa- track that shit. He's past the point where fudging the numbers are actually going to make a difference. He can he could say whatever the number is, whatever he wants. He can he could pull a Putin and be like, there's no such thing as coronavirus. I don't know what you're talking about, right? And in the end, it doesn't matter. People are going to be dying of pneumonia around He you. is really pissed off that that did not work because what you just said is where it just started. That's where he started. It's yeah. not a big deal, folks. It's not a big deal. We have 15 cases. Pretty soon it'll be five. Then, it'll then be nine. zero. They're almost all yeah. healed. <laughs> yeah. That's, and he's really, meanwhile, he the really state of pissed off. The state of Florida has more cases than the entire European Union right now. Unbelievable. Woohoo. Hey, Germany, Germany yesterday had an unfortunate spike. The nation of Germany had was an unfortunate a, spike yesterday. Over 519. Whoa. 519 new cases reported nationwide. Very unfortunate. The state of Utah, 623 on the same day. So. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of a population difference, especially population Florida density. Florida had 16,000. Oh, my God. Neither nearly as densely populated as the nation of Germany. Neither you, of them. Did you guys read the, Did you guys read that the uh, NFLPA, the Players Association, said they had seventy-two players, seventy-two players what? that are tested positive, already positive. So what they I'm just, saying, they just is started we, voluntary OTA. What I'm saying oh is, we cut those guys down. We put them on the, a new team. Okay, they got to cut twenty players to get to a fifty-two man roster, and we just have a COVID nineteen <laughs> NFL team. <laughs> Hey, speaking of... They'll win because nobody will want to tackle them. Let's wrap this puppy up. So, let's talk about Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash left and leftist, and you can give it any amount. And I want to show you a quick demo of what we're going to do for our newest patrons. So, if you give at the radical level, you're going to hear a little bit of a radical dude here radical dude and if you give at the five dollar level you're gonna hear democratic socialism for working people and if you give at the ten dollar level you're gonna become a leftist which is there is a new far left fascism oh i can't wait to play these from all gonna be part of the far left fascism Come on. <laughs> Be a far right, left fashion. And I also want to say don't don't forget guys. There is still a deal out there right now that if you the first person who gives at the democratic socialist level is going to 
get a video of Caleb and Sheldon egging my house. So don't forget that that is still on the table. It's waiting going down. for our first one of those. It's going to be exciting. And another way we to support the show. might have to take show, several videos, Coulter. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, another, another way to support the show is to write us a review. Head over to podchaser.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts right now, scroll to the bottom and just give us a, a five-star review. That's going to help others find the show. Give us and a one-star review. Just give us a review. Yeah, just it a helps. review. Reviews just, help. just a review. So, to tell, tell everyone else how much we suck, how dumb we are. I hey, mean, you know what? Be like, you know what? I'm going to find out how dumb these guys are. Come on. That would be awesome if like we, we got a wave of one-star reviews and they were all just jokes. I would be totally cool with that. <laughs> uh, but then the, the other thing we need to do, is, another way to support the show is head over to leftandleftist.com and you can click on our sponsor links. And in doing so, that's going to support the show because they'll know that we sent you. Other than that, guys. Right are we going to say bye to all of our amazing guests, our amazing listeners? <laughs> bye, guys. So Adios, long, suckers. All right.